Okay, good evening, everyone. This is Yemima Dekudum, your host from Widow Recovery Secrets. Always advising, encouraging widows. And this is podcast 55 on the Thriving Widow series. And today I'm privileged to have another beautiful lady here with me. And she's called Nancy Obutu. She's, she's got a, she's a mother of the eight-year-old. She's a secretary in a law firm. And I'll leave the rest of the mystery to you when I'll get her to introduce herself further. So just to remind you, please continue to share our podcast. Do download. Share it to those that you know will encourage you. My purpose is, my mission is to encourage widows, to offer life coaching, and to just basically share a greater dream. My message always is there's hope after loss. When we lose our spouses, yes, we recover gradually, but you have to start to re redefine your future and find something greater, even a, a greater dream before you even met your spouse. And you have to open your heart to love again. I believe in that. And anytime I have anyone sitting with me here and they say they've actually met someone, I actually rejoice with them because we are opportune to live longer these years with good health and blessings from the Lord. So we have to aim at some point to intentionally to start walking out of widowhood into a new relationship. So I'm going to pass you over now to Nancy Ogutu and I'm going to ask her a first question and then she'll tell us who she is and a bit more about her. So welcome, Nancy. So pleasure to have you here. And I'm going to just ask you to introduce yourself. Can you give us a brief outline of who you are and what continent of the world are you based? My name is Arnansi Ogutu. I'm from Kenya, African continent. I'm a mother of one. I became a widow at the age of 26. Mm. I'm now 34 years old. Okay. Thank you. <clears throat> Sorry for your loss. So, um, so you would, so would we roughly say you've been widowed for nine years or Eight so? years. Eight years. Eight years. Okay. Yes. Okay. Could you mention three problems you've solved for yourself since you widow, you've been widowed? At least I, on my own, there's a time they took my, my son, my in-laws. Mm. I went to court and I get a full custody okay. of my son. Uh, being oh. able to start from scratch. Yes, yes. Being able to start from scratch because they I took think, everything, you know? Yes, yeah. Well. You know, when my husband died, I was expectant. Yes, yes. I was expectant. So he was but he was buried today and the following day was taken to the hospital. I stayed there. Then when I came back from delivering my son, I found they have taken everything. Even before I reached I reached home. Oh, People were wearing my late husband's clothes. Then I said, hey, what's wrong? I will have yet to share everything. Well, I went to deliver the son, who is only the memory they have for this for their son, yes. the only memory they have. <clears throat> but they have already taken my thing. My house has nothing, even my bag. They took everything. And I was in the hospital delivering my son. Because he was buried on Wednesday and I was taken to the hospital on Thursday. Yes. Then I stayed in the hospital. I was stressed. Then my sister told the doctor, this lady is stressed. If you, are, you can't wait her to give birth normally. So they, they, they discussed and said, they just took, go and do for CS. Yes, yes. They did an operation. 
how I stayed in the hospital for one week. Then I came back. I thought I'm happy being they're going to receive me happily, but they took my thing. They took my thing. Even the, so, how, even did, the so how did you? So when you look back now, I mean, you you're smiling now, but then it must have been a total shock to you. So how did you? What were your feelings when you went back and you saw? I was bad. I, I cried. I have cried. I have cried. Nowadays I don't cry. Yes, yes. If I think of what I have gone through, yes. I don't. Yes, God is faithful. Amen. I was. My husband was a KDF, was a soldier, Kenya Amen. Defense. We were working with the Kenya Defense Forces. Okay. So even the benefits, I was yes. paid. Yes. I was paid mm. 1.4 million. Yes. Then I was still staying with my in-laws. You see. Yes. Now I'm a new mother, confused, staying with my in-laws. So they, the mother, my mother-in-law just put me in the vehicle, drove me to the bank to transfer the money to his account. Even have the receipt, his account. Give me the money I'm going to keep for 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 now, my son. I'm the one who's supposed to keep that money, not you. Not you. So how did you? So how did you react to that? How did you feel? I, I used to cry continuously. So if I give them, I feel relieved. If I give, them, if they ask, bring this. Bring logbook. If I give them, I feel relieved. I even give them an ATM pin. I told them I have the pin. So let us go and withdraw the money so that we can share. I thought that they're going to share with me the money. I give them the pin. And we are keeping for the baby. Now the baby, when he reached the age of going to school, my son now, then I asked them, my mother-in-law, now I have looked for the school. They, this, the school is this and this and this. And he told me, I don't have the money. The man I had, I paid school fees for my my sister-in-law's son. He yes. was joining form one. Then I told her, well, now you took the money, surely. Why are you doing this to me? That's the time he came at my place. I was preparing to bathe my son. Yes. He removed the, the top. Now he's having the shot and everybody was outside. Now he was saying, I don't want anybody to see me. You know, we are Africans. I was bathing her him in, outside. My parents yes. were there, my uncles. And my mother left her telling me that he doesn't, he doesn't have the money to pay for my son's school fees. He just walked in our compound, grabbed my son, and went with him. So I was remaining with only T-shirt. So how did you get away from your in-laws in the end? You know, I was working I was working here in town, and yes. I, 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 I gave birth after the burial. You know, us, we bury in the village. So yes. I was still at their place. Yes. And so they're the one, when the labor pain came, they are the one who took me to the hospital. Okay. You see. Mm -hmm. So after delivery, they, they are the one who came to, to, to move from hospital to their home. Again, yeah. they have to name the child. You see, African, how we do things. Yes. yes. I was staying with them, but yes. I was being frustrated. Yes. And, I, and during those days, I didn't know how to share. I couldn't share with anybody what I'm going through. I could, when, even when I'm at work, I just go to the washroom, I will cry and then come back and smile with my friends. Okay. I didn't know that you can share. I didn't know mm. that you can share. You can tell somebody your problem. I didn't trust anybody with my problem. Mm. So where did that come from? Where did, can I ask you, Nancy? Mm. So where did mm. that, the fact that you couldn't share, where did you, mm. was that how you were raised in your family not to share anything, to be very secretive? You know... Now, I, I, I used to, to keep everything to myself up to the day mm. she took my son. Now, mm. eh, no, no, my, my father came to realize that my daughter has been suffering. You see, now they came to know everything when okay. she took my son. 
yes. in front of them because they were there seated. That's so, like, so your family there. didn't know in the beginning what was happening. I didn't want to share anything with them. But why? Because can I ask you why is that? Why was that? Explain why that. I don't understand that bit. Why? Why, did you, why didn't share? Why do you tell your family? You know, I used to say that my parents are very old. I yeah. didn't want to stress them that so now. You're protecting they, them. Yes, they have lost their son in law who was who was very supportive. Yeah. Again, again telling my mom that, oh mom, you know, I'm stressed. You know, they have taken this. Yeah. They'll say that, ah, now what is wrong with and I don't know. I, I thought when if I share with my parents or, or if my parents know, they're going to be stressed. Okay. You you're protecting them. Okay. But what of your but friends? Now, Why didn't you tell your friends? I just what? used to I didn't want I didn't I didn't I did not used to tell them everything. Yes. I'm not okay. That mother has told me this, but I, I, I couldn't be open. Yes. Even when I'm in church, when I'm in church with my friend, we share the same she's also called Nancy. Yeah. And I'll get overwhelmed. Maybe the preacher is not preaching about my problem. He yes. just wanted yes. when I go to church, they should just preach about my problem, about widowhood, about grief. If the yes. preacher is not about my suffering. I'll tell my friend, Nancy, my brother has called me. He wants to go back to the house. Then I'll go to the, uh, uh, something like forest. They have some kids. I will yes. stay there. I will cry. I will see. I will talk to God. Then I come back. Okay. So, now, all right, so I'm going to ask you, so how did you start from scratch? So give me a short brief on how, how did you leave your in-laws and start from scratch? Because we had a car. I gave them logbook. Yes. I was paid 1.4 by Kenya Defense Forces. Yes. I transferred the money into my yes. mother's in law's account. Okay. I, there is a vehicle that my husband has already sold, but in an agreement, he wrote that the balance will be given to Nancy Ogutu. Okay. But the buy of that vehicle, the buy of that vehicle came and he gave me the cash, 150,000. Okay. Trust me, I was with my mother in law. I gave her. He just he gave it to her. Give me. No, 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 but you give your mother another balance. Yes. He just used to say, give me. And I was very naive. And you know, that, that death shocked me. I didn't expect that to be that. Mm -hmm. Start. Okay, so how did you get away from them? No, after taking my son from me. Yeah, you went to That's court. when we went to court. And then he took my son and he was preparing to come back to work here in Eldoret where he worked. Hmm. Then my then then my father just told me, You just go back to work because you can be fired. I'll go and talk to her because we, are, we come from the same village. Yes. Then, then when, when my father went there, he told my father, Have done nothing wrong. This is my baby because he was named after the dad. He took they gave her all the names of the dad. Mm -hmm. Just go back. I've just taken your daughter has said he doesn't have the money to pay the school fees. I've just taken my son, my grandson. There's nothing wrong with that. Then my last one sister was very hard because he, he, she's the one who used to take care of me when I gave back the I used to stay there in that home. He stayed there for five years, persevering yes. everything. Because yes. he wanted that memory, that house. You see, you just you know, you know, sometimes you don't accept. I did not accept. Yeah. So it haunted me for long. Mm -hmm. I didn't accept that and death is there, so, he must die. It haunted me before. I, used, I just used to go there. I want to visit the grave. I want to sit in that house. So after taking the son, my son, even my sister, he also went to that home and took my and grabbed my son. Okay. So my mother-in-law went yeah. to report in police station because yes. 
Yes. He's the one who has birth certificate. I don't have birth certificate for my son. He mm. has it up to now. So my sister, my younger sister, went to the to my mother-in-law's home and took my son. Okay. And he ran with, with him on a motorbike. Then he just used me. He came here with me, with the baby. But mother, my mother-in-law made sure he traveled from, I think, three different towns. He went and reported to the police station that somebody has stolen his baby. Then yeah. roadblock was put everywhere. <clears throat> my sister was in university. I went to the, to the police and told them, my mother-in-law is claiming that this baby is for, is for her. Yeah. But he, he's my son. I, I only have a photocopy of birth certificate. I don't have the original one. He's my son. And the police told me, it is okay to use the son, just go. So but how did you finally you... get him to be with you? Sorry, because I'm aware we don't have a lot. So how did you finally get him to be with you as you have him now? My son. Yeah, what was the final stage of getting after, him to after, my, my sister, my younger sister went to also, he went also to, the, to, the, to my mother-in-law's place to take my son. Yeah. Then after he took, she took my son, yeah. my mother-in-law went to report that somebody has kidnapped yeah, her see. baby. Her okay. baby. Now yeah. I'm, in, I'm in a different town. I have been in the village. He has come with my baby. Here yeah. where I'm staying now. And my sister was in university. Imagine... Okay. When I heard that he's going, he wanted to arrest my sister, I went to the police. This is my baby. And my mother is claiming that he's lost. Somebody has told my baby. I'm the one who is having the child. Mm. I was given an OB number. But my mother-in-law was very bitter with my sister. He traveled all the way, I think, like a hundred kilometers. I don't know how we call it, you call it in miles. To come yeah. and arrest my, my sister in the university. My sister called me that I have been arrested. Mm. So what happened in the end? So when the so what, how did you I, find I won the case? Yeah, okay. I won the case. So you now went to court, court, basically. Did it cost you a lot of money? in police station. Yeah. Now, we were, now at that time, my sister has been arrested. We were in the police station. We were doing that, a case with police. Now they, they came to realize, this is my child. This is my sister. And I won the case. He yeah, was fine. Uh, after winning the case, now I just decided to have papers, legal papers. Because in police, we just talk. If you negotiate on the table, he yeah. went to court, was given full custody for my son. Okay. And they didn't yeah. have, at least you didn't have to bribe anybody, did you? you to arrest my sister, he bribed. To arrest my sister, because I had an OB number, I had already reported that. This yeah. woman is claiming that this is his, her baby. <clears throat> her grandson is her baby. You can't he bribed. That's why my sister went to be arrested in the university. Okay. So when so when you won the case, so how did you change sort out your life in the how did you get to where you are now? So when you won the case, what was the next stage? So you had to move out, did you? No, no, now that that took my son exposed her to every to every member of my family. Now my cousins, my cousins are the one who contributed the money to file the case for custody. Okay. They're the one who paid an advocate okay. to file the case. That okay. was in 2018, that case, yeah. 2018. Three years ago. Mm. Yes. So how did you start from scratch? So financially, how did you build yourself back to working in a law firm? Or was the way you working there already? I did secretarial. Okay. I did secretarial. Mm. So the advertised, yeah. I went for an interview. I was taken. Mm, mm, mm. So where I are you living now? Been. So are you so you so you found it obviously you're living by yourself with your child now. Uh, yes, we am just me and my child. He's in the sitting room. 
What okay, so, so how did you find a place to live? Can you share that to me? What was the journey from your we rent. to do it? Yeah. Here we rent. We just pay rent every month. Okay. So did you have to yes. go and find a house yourself or did your family help you yes. find the place? Yes. Uh, no, my, my family stays in the village. Okay, so you're in the city. In yeah. I'm in the city. My family is in the village. Okay. Wow. Very strong. It's very unfortunate. So what I don't understand, because I've heard so many similar stories about how the in-laws take all the stuff. They have the a, a very, mine is big, but a, 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 <laughs> we can't finish it now. I, I have gone through it. So what, so what I want to ask you, Nancy, I mean, there's a bit of a contradiction, because if you can go to court and fight for your son, how come in, mm. in Kenya, the government, isn't there a case where you could afford with your in-laws to get all your money back? No, my, even my, my advocate was asking me that, but I told her, I don't go, if you start fighting about the money, mm. you just say that, you see, I lost my son, I lost my son, now they're fighting me. I, I, I'm the one who told the advocate, they yeah. don't want to fight money. Okay, but it's too stressful, yeah, okay. Because you're just saying that, he'll say that, you see, because I know the money he used to renovate his, her house, he bought a new car, but I don't want to, people, he'll just saying people that, you know this lady, I lost my because in here in Africa they expect when you are young you should just go and remarry and leave everything for them. That's what they expect you to do. You are not, yes, you, you know you don't have time to mourn. You just expect you are young, you are better, you are alive. You leave my baby and give us our baby, our our grandson. Go and remarry. That's what they expect. Even society, and you can't change. Well, they don't because, think you. So they don't think you have any feelings. They don't know you have to grieve and everything. No, because in our community, let me take you back a bit. In our community, mm. hello, the person who digs the grave, yeah, a family member is the one who digs the grave, and and in, and the, the person who digs the grave is the one who's supposed to inherit you. And after the burial, you'll be given some gifts to give him. Okay, he's the one who's supposed to inherit you. Now, if you are left, you know, if you don't, you you don't accept if you're inherited. They treat you like a prostitute. You just want to move from one man to another because oh, you don't want to be inherited. Okay, that's how they see it. You're supposed to be inherited for you to be a good woman. That person who measured the grave, the, that measurement of the grave before they dig, yeah, is the one who's supposed to inherit you because you are young. Why, why do you want to go? If you don't want to be here, it means you are a prostitute. You, are, you don't have manners. Okay. Because that person after the battle, they, because me didn't understand well. So I was, I was asking my in-laws, <coughs> and mm. the person who, dig, who digs your husband's grave, he was, he'll be given a blanket, a hope, and pres some presents with some money. You have mm. to appreciate that person, and you have to respect him. So can he marry you automatically? It is supposed to be like that. Ah. It is supposed to be like that. Yes. The yes. person who, you know, in our community, they believe that you have to cleanse yourself. So if you you are against those taboos, yes. you are seen like a prostitute. Okay. This is a small person. Maybe he had somebody there. Maybe he, because now my husband was a, a KDF or soldier. Yeah. yeah. No, he was in a military. Let me say a military. At least you will understand mm -hmm. that in a military. No, this woman, he was saying, because I, I, I used to stay in, in the city and he's there in the military. You yes, see? Yeah, I understand. No, this woman has somebody. That's mm -hmm. why I was being snatched everything because I'm not ready to get inherited. But if so you are. What I want to ask you, obviously, I'm asking from a Western perspective, is 
if all of this happened to you just as your husband died, how were you able to grieve? Did you get to grieve your husband? Have you been able to grieve his loss? I, you know, I grieved, I grieved after, after the battle. You know, I did not accept. My mind was telling me no. Mm-hmm. This is a long dream. Mm-hmm. That's so now you were crying a long time. So I have been grieving. Yeah. And people used to see this lady, and, and then in our community, they don't give you time to grieve. They just, even the preacher would just say, you are still young. They don't give you time to grieve. They don't tell you that. Take your time. If you want, it is okay. They just insist on, you are still young. You are still young. So they think because you're alive, you're fine. They don't know that if you, even if you are young, even if you are 10 years old. You're still in pain. They don't give you that time. Mm. They don't. So so does this, what you're telling me of your experience as a widow in Kenya, is that relevant? Does this happen in every tribe group? No, each tribe has its own beliefs. Okay. But majority, but let me say three quarter, third. Three third. Yeah. Yeah. Every tribe, even if they you know, they don't do that, but properties, properties, they will claim. They just go properties. Not me, I got nothing. Mm. But, because, but what I want to be clear about though is, if you wanted to afford for your property back, there's a court in the land that will hear the case. There's, yes, there is a court, and my problem was I was staying in the in a different city. My okay. husband has a different city. No, he, okay. if had, we, I only stayed in marriage for one year. I was married 2012 April, and my husband died 2013 September 2nd, only one year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you still, you're still his wife anyway. Mm-hmm. So, what, when you say you were married, were you married traditionally and did you go to yes. church to take vows? Was he both? He, he, I was married traditionally because he came at our place, he took me officially. And the, uh, the bride price were paid, was paid. Okay. Mm. okay. Wow. So Maida is amazing. <clears throat> so what I wanted to ask you, hmm? you obviously come from what you're saying, you have a Christian. Are you a Christian? Yes, I'm a Christian. Okay. So how, how would you say your faith has helped you, giving you boldness in walking this road of widowhood? Through my faith, I have been holding on, even if it seems... There is no way mm. through getting some encouragement from from few Bible verses like the book of Ruth, the book of Job. Yeah. Through that widow, I think the second king, the book of King or that widow who had a little oil and Elijah made a miracle yes. through yes. the Nini. Yes. Nini, through this grief, through my journey, <coughs> has made my faith to God to be too strong. Mm. So can I ask you, I'm, I'm asking you this question, I need to ask you a bit more about your faith because obviously as an audience, I want people to understand deeper what you mean. So in practical terms, how has your faith helped you? Give me an example in practical terms, what you mean by what you're saying. My faith has helped me because hmm. there is a time my, my son, he yeah. had a bloated stomach, a bloated stomach. Yes, yeah. And people were, you know, because you had quarrel with this mother-in-law, Doctors were telling me there is nothing wrong with this stomach, but the stomach was big. Yes. Like a, a woman who is eight months pregnant. My goodness. But I just, I just told God, mm. you are the one who gave me this baby. Mm. People are telling me to, to take my son to the village because they, maybe the family wants him. That's why they are punishing him for her stomach to be to bloat like that. I told my God, well, you either give me, you either make my son to be well. If you want mm. to take him, well and good. 
but I can't lose my son that I, to to my in laws because of fear. Yes, yeah. I, I stand with I stood with my faith because mm-hmm. Jesus was telling me there's no wrong with this stomach. Everything is okay. So how long did it take for him to recover from the tummy? Swelling? And my friends were telling me this witchcraft. Just take the boat to the village. Hmm. So how long did it take him to recover from the swelling of the tummy? Two months. He just bad. started producing, producing, and he was every temperature. The temperatures are fine. He is going to school, doing his homework, yeah. but the stomach is big. Wow. After his so what? So what was it in the end? Was it malnutrition? What was the problem? Did you find out why it was bruised? The doctor used to say that it is gas. It is gas. It is gas. It is gas. But what did they say yes. in the end? What do you think it was? What do you yes. think it was? They say that maybe he's he's not going to the toilet well. I should give him a lot of fiber. So it's malnutrition. It was malnutrition. Yeah, malnutrition. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Because that could be a manifestation of, you know, because of all the stress you were going through. Because we don't know what you said to me. You didn't have, if you, if what you're saying to me is that it made you bear the husband, you went home and people are taking over everything. So in a way, for the first few months, you didn't have the stability you needed anyway for you and your son to, to, to be calm, to focus, to eat well. You wouldn't have had that because they must have destabilized you straight away. And another thing, Right now, I have realized that it was a stress. I used to hate my son. You used to do what? I used to hate him. Two months old. He, he could cry, but I don't have any feeling that maybe he's crying. Mm, because you were depressed. He could even mm. fall mm. from the bed to down. Yeah, I didn't have any well. feeling that. that oh, like, like people who have to they take care of the baby, I didn't yes, have that feeling. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have any feeling that, that my baby is crying. Pull it near yeah, it sounds me. like it sounds like you had postnatal depression. That's what they call postnatal. I could even slap him two months baby, two months old baby, but I could slap that boy. Wow. That's so I sad. used to get depressed. Mm. So that means you were emotionally totally emotionally detached. You were depressed, that's why you had postnatal depression. Well, I'm not surprised with all what you went through. You know, because when we first have a child our body changes automatically, your hormones are all over the place. And then before then, your husband died, so you were grieving, then you, you lost it, you had a child. Your body changes anyway, emotionally, we're so vulnerable. The first, you need at least a year or two for your body to settle back down anyway. But anyway, you're here today. To get, it's a testament that you're here sharing that, you know. I'm so sorry you had to go through that, you know. I'm, I mean, I've heard people say it, but... It's just amazing for you to be sitting here and sharing this with me one to one, you know? It's just amazing. So even I think you've even answered the next question, which is the, the biggest challenge. So the, the biggest challenge, obviously, with those face is what you shared with me. We, I mean, we hear it in the West a lot, and I've met women who've had it, who I've come across, but it's just a nice... I mean, I, can't, I could never begin to fully understand. I can relate a bit, but I can never fully relate. That's why it's important to hear these stories with me of what's happened, the experiences. So what I would like to ask you, so what purpose, you know, because when I talk about widowhood, I think to really survive widowhood, you have to find a greater purpose out of the loss. So what would you say your greater purpose has been out of your loss and all the upheaval of your in-laws, the devastation, trying to take your child. What would you say as, what, what is your, 
what do you glean? What I'm trying to say is, what has come out of it? What has made, what is different? That, that what made you, what has made you different to what you were before? That's what I would say. How different are you? And that I presume will be purpose to compare to what happened before it happened. I keep on pushing. Mm. I keep on pushing. Even that small faith, I just keep on holding on it. Yes, yeah. I never lose hope. And I am, I pray anywhere, even in the, even when I'm in the matatu, in the vehicle, to going to town, yeah. even at work, even in yeah. the washroom. Yeah. I, sometimes yeah. I just, and I feel like I'm talking to God one-on-one, one on one, like as we are talking mm-hmm. right now. But back then, I didn't take prayer seriously. Mm. I didn't take going to church seriously. I just used to go because it is on Sunday. So can I ask you, Nancy? Okay. Mm-hmm. Have, you, have you thought of writing your experience down in a book? Have I, have, I, I have a lot of notes. I have written. Okay, have you, have you written a lot? Yes, I just have, a, I used to write anything that I feel in my head, what I went through, I write it down. I have it in a different book, yeah. Yeah, because you need to write, you need to finish writing that book. You need to write it because nowadays, you don't necessarily mm-hmm. need, you can self-publish your book anyway. You don't have to, you don't need a publisher. You can actually self-publish a book. Am I making sense? But, as long as you get someone to edit it for you properly. But you need to finish that book. You need to read, you need to, when I talk about purpose, I just felt mm-hmm. what could come, what could be a big thing for you is to write that in black and white, what happened to you, you know, and in a way, you're basically sharing your story as if to, to educate other potential widows of what they need to safeguard, what they need to be aware of if it happens to them. Because you were obviously very young, you're very naive, you, you trusted them so much because... When you marry at that age, especially, they're your mom and dad, your in-laws are your, your parents as well. So you were so innocent and open and they obviously bulldozed you. These are things you need to write about. So you write about obviously the raw emotions, but what I would like to encourage you tonight is if you could write, if you could be determined enough to write something, you have to produce a book out of your experience because that is a legacy in itself. If you could write the book and finish it, yeah, I will guide you on how you can get yourself published. You need to write it. And that would be a book. Even that could even generate you money where you are. You sell the book, you bless people and you sell it. Because nowadays you can you don't have to produce an ad copy book. You can have it as an ebook. So you you just ask you people buy it and they download it onto their phone, onto their pad, onto their computers. So please hold on to what I'm saying to you. That has to be. Something has to come out of it. When you write the book, that means you're educating people like yourself on what to safeguard in the future if they go through. You don't want anyone to go through what you've gone through again, do you? So that's what I'm trying to say to you. If you can write that book, it takes a lot of discipline, but every night you need to start writing what you went through and it would be therapeutic for you as well because... When we journal, as you're aware, you start to write now. When you take it seriously, it actually releases you from all the pain that you're still feeling. Because I obviously have seen you shed quite a few tears on this platform tonight. There's a lot of raw emotion still. And your son is now, how many, how old is he, eight years old? How old is he yes. now? It's a long eight time years. ago, so you need to write it. If you can write it, please. If you can write that book, you ask the Lord to encourage you, to give you the strength to write. You have it in you. 
Once you can write it, then you get someone to look at it, you get it edited, you see? There's still a lot of raw emotion. So the purpose I would I see in your story is you, you want to write something to encourage people and to safeguard that it doesn't happen to anybody else like you. That would be the purpose that has come out of this pain. Yes? Okay. Okay, on a lighter, I'm going to ask you the next question. On a lighter note, after all what you've been through, do you have a vision to remarry in the near future? Maybe when my son is, has been grown up. You know, remarrying when you are a widow, it is easy to remarry. To marry, maybe you have divorced with your husband or you have separated. But yes. here, yes. through my experience, people see a widow like a person who has a lot of property. So you can oh, they see as wealthy. Yes, they see because people expect widows to have properties. Maybe you have killed you, you killed your husband to get the property. Oh my so, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. You, let me give you a short story. Yeah. What I went through. I, my husband was a, a, a military man. So I met a, a certain man. He's a bit older than me. Yeah. Who was, he was also in a military and the, the wife died. Yes. Then he, we shared, we cried together. Mm -hmm. <laughs> my wife died of kidney failure. Okay. We cried together, my sister. We cried. <laughs> we prayed. Yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> Little did you know that that man <laughs> thought that I have the money. When he drives, you, do you have 500? Can you We refuel. I refuel. I have broke, my car has broken. <laughs> oh my goodness. We just yes. We cried. But you see, and then I came to realize, ah, now this <laughs> this relationship, where is it going? Because even I went to attend, he has a big daughter who was having yeah. a pre-wedding. I even contributed. Yes, this person is old and he has all went what I went through. Yes. Yeah. But I came to realize. The car has we have 500, she can have 500. Sister Mary failed the car. Oh, I have broken my daughter's car. They came to realize that this person <laughs> just taking the money from me. Then I just told her, please, my dear friend, just return my money before your contract ends. <laughs> People think that you have a lot of money. Oh my goodness. So, you have <laughs> so to it is hard. Too. It is hard. Yes, it is hard. They will come, I love you, I love your son. But Mm. But do you believe in? Um, but we're going back to your Christian faith now. I I do believe that when the time is right, you just pray for but, the Lord to guide but you. Me yeah. myself, mm. no, I don't have my. I am a secretary. I don't have a lot of money. So yeah. and my focus, I want to give my son the best. Yeah. So I I, I always ask myself. Mm. I get somebody. We get married. Maybe my son, I'm, I'm more struggling. The school is a bit better compared to yes. here. Yes. here where yes. It's a bit better. Maybe yes. now I have a child with this other man. Yes. And maybe I ask about school fees for his child. And yeah. Now if you are, can afford to pay this a lot of money to, do, to this boy, you can just take them to the same school so that they can be equal. That's mm -hmm. my worry. Another thing, we have an insurance, a medical insurance from, from yes. military. Yes, that, minute, yes. that, that insurance I was told, it only covers me the way the contributor left me. Oh, it's not a cover. It doesn't cover your son. No, it covers my son. Okay. After one years. Me, okay. it covers okay. me up to the date. 
but okay. with the way the contour left me if i miscarry it won't pay wow mm. yes no it is very tricky now i get a person who is not stable mm. or a broker because mm. now i look at a lot of things and say let me just be stable yeah it's important there's no rush i believe you have to be stable you have to be focused but, but community has people have been pushing me my parents community and they think that if you don't marry you have been bewitched maybe you are bewitched if you are not married yes now me have said for 8 years no people if, if i go to the village people just be but biting you see that lady he looked they believe if you looked in the grave yeah that means you can't remarry they don't know you have you also have, have what you want you also have your plans they can push you you can be pushed to the wrong relation because people are there you know in those mm. every in those any in those whether young or, or 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 old he has a right to inherit you he has a right to, to seduce you so they used to call and you have to respect them why are you talking to me like that i'm going low you have to respect me well, are, sorry, sorry 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 can i ask you so you're mm-hmm. saying Even when you're single now your in-laws have a right they have a right to mm-hmm. by that. Hey, no, no and I'm saying you have to respect them. Yes. If you know you're not if we to getting to in our trade according to tradition you're supposed to be to be remarried mm. from that clan that clan cousin of brother, the little husband of yes. that side of the family. Yeah. So they basically yes. see you as property. Now if I give back to a child they will not say that he, he will not be his baby. He'll be for the late. Now you are just yeah. going to 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 continue the I don't know how to say it, the family of the late. Yes, I understand. So that you can enlarge the family of the late. Yeah. Do not know he can he can also marry another wife because you are not his wife. Oh my god. It's like it's like a surrogate mother. It's like a surrogate husband. Let me say like that. Okay all right let me let I've got to move on to the time they're going to queue us in a minute okay so what so when we don't want you said to me what advice would you give widows listening especially in your part of the world of africa what what big advice would you give a widow considering what you've been through one step at one a time one big advice one main advice yeah one step at a time yeah they should not be pushed by community by society mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what you want. Mm-hmm. You know the life that you want. Yeah. Another thing, you can get a rich husband and he tell you to stop working. I'll yeah. provide everything. Please yeah. just work. Have something yeah. for yourself. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. if, if I didn't have a, a, my, my job. Yeah. If I didn't have have been trained as a secretary. Now you are in the just imagine you are already in the village staying in that compound if you you'll be frustrated. Just have something of your own. And you become sick mentally it could make you have mental health problems yeah just have something of your own yes yeah, yeah. and to keep hope alive yeah please go to church yeah. if it did not be my church members my sister mm. i could be run mad But, i could be a mad woman mm. they have been there for me mm. they have been there for, they used to call if i don't go to church today the person who is around me is supposed to go and explain when yes. they have not seen nancy yes yeah you can imagine when i was coming from the village i mm. found them in in my house they have prepared everything they have, they have brought me everything mm. they have been there and i love them so much yeah. mm. it's such a, i find it such an amazing it's been such an amazing interview you know 
It's very easy. I pick up on your emotion. I mean, obviously, I can see visibly your thoughts, but I can feel all the emotion. But that's why, as we finish this podcast today, Nancy, I would encourage you to keep writing. You've got to write that story, yeah? You've got to write the story, all right? And even when you write the story, the next phase could be how you might even look at forming a support group that would actually look into why these traditional activities are allowed in that part of the world. You me? It might not necessarily be a political movement, but it could be a support group, because I'm sure there's similar women like yourself around your community that have gone through things like that. Mm. So what I'm trying to say to you, with all the pain you've gone through, you have your beautiful son, but there has to be a greater purpose. And the greater purpose I can see from your situation, which has been, I think is the most emotional one I've ever interviewed to date, is you have to be able to safeguard that nobody else at least should go through, should they should be more aware that this is what could happen. So they can guide, even they can guard against it. It doesn't mean tradition will change, but at least they're already prepared and know what might happen, set in place a mindset, educate their mind and be aware of what could happen. Because if you were aware, you would not have given all that money, would you? You would not have given, why would you give anyone your pin? Your pin number, the money, why? And now you went to, when you wanted to send your son to school, they said there was no money. Imagine. So your, your husband left you a good legacy financially, but his family drained you about the money. But the main thing, anyway, coming back to the positive, we rewind. You're here. You're alive. So there's a purpose to your life. There's a greater purpose. And being a woman of faith, I believe you're meant to write that book. So if you can write that book, Nancy, please. Yes? It will heal you and it will strengthen a lot of people who read it. And the double bonus is you will make some money from it. Okay? So I'm going to summarize now. I'm going to thank Nancy Ogutu for coming tonight. She's come all the way from Kenya. It's been such a honor. It's been, a, it's been mixed emotions for me tonight in just trying to... I'm trying to relate, but I can never, you can never fully relate because I'm not, I didn't walk those shoes, but it's been an emotional conversation, but it's very enlightening and it's been quite a role as well. So for those widows listening, it's amazing how we can, you, you lose a husband and then somebody takes all what is left for you and they even want to take your child and she's still standing today. To God be all the glory and we congratulate you Nancy for fighting the good fight. So may you continue to fight stronger and may you recover because I still feel you're still breathing, you know. At some point when you write it, it will be very therapeutic. And at some point you might even decide to go and talk to someone about your grief because you had a double whammy. You had your husband's loss, you had your baby, and then you couldn't connect to them. It's a lot, it's very, it's very packed. There's a lot of stuff there. But it's been a delight to talk to you. And for those who are going to listen to this, I hope you be you are encouraged, and perhaps you would see make you understand what I what I try to say when I say in every situation we have to find a greater purpose out of our loss. So do share this clip, share the, this podcast, and put your comments on the subscription link as well. I'm signing off now with Nancy Ogutu, with our beautiful this beautiful lady, strong, fervent standing in spite of it all 
and thank you for encouraging us tonight. This is Yemi Imagekudumi, your host from Widow Recovery Secrets. I say again, there's always hope after loss. Please dare to dream a greater dream. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. Don't go yet. Don't go yet. Don't go. I'm just going to pause it.